You're listening to the voice of the private sector. Welcome to Brian Bushlack's Business Briefing, only on AM 770 KTTH. Live and local, an all-new edition of Business Briefing here on an Easter weekend. And glad you could join us. Got a great show lined up for you. We'll talk mortgage financing, some big news from RPM Mortgage about 15 minutes away. Also, one of the top real estate and development attorneys in the entire nation right here in our backyard. We'll go one-on-one with Connie Rathbone in about 30 minutes and more in hour number two. Right now, though, some concern about the local residential real estate market. Things slowed down quite a bit in the month of March. So I sat down with our expert, the president and CEO of Williston Financial Group and WFG National Title, Patrick Stone, to get his read on the market. Well, Pat, I swear every time I pick up the newspaper or I see something on the news, we get conflicting information in the housing market and statistics when it comes to Seattle and Portland, up, down, sideways with the market. So we always come to you to get the the real scoop. What's happening in Northwest real estate, particularly at the end of uh, the first quarter? Well, Northwest Real Estate had a nice recovery, Brian, uh, from December through March. And uh, by that, I mean that the uh, number of resales were up uh, over 40% in that first quarter in both markets. Uh, March through April has been flat. And uh, I think this is probably a trend that you're seeing all over the country for various reasons. But uh, it is still at the level or close to the level that was at in March, but it hasn't improved since March. Now, I do believe you'll see some increase in May, uh, but we still are not in a full recovered mode. And uh, a lot of con- uh, a lot of conversation about why, uh, but we are probably still a year, year and a half to two years out from uh, seeing a normal market. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that because um, I know that there's a lack of inventory. Uh, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. But um, with that, there's also a concern that the market has stalled quite a bit here. Yeah, you know, there's a couple things going on, and you see a lot of stuff in the national press, a couple things going on that have caused people perhaps to be a little bit more alarmed than usual. Uh, One, the first quarter uh, mortgage originations, as reported by Mortgage Bankers Association, were at a low, I think, about $226 billion, which is the lowest they've been in a quarter since 1997. So that is a fairly significant drop in mortgage originations. That's caused a lot of concern. The other thing that's caused a lot of concern is that the National Association of Home Builders Index has dropped dramatically since last summer. And actually, uh, new homes or new home construction uh, has stalled out in the last probably eight, nine months. So those two things have raised some concerns. Then people see uh, the amount of activity going on. And, uh, you know, they think that the market stalled out. And uh, I would suggest that there is an element of truth to that, but for different reasons. Most of the commentary revolves around mortgage rates having gone up and the rapid increase in prices. And you see this these, this theme repeated over and over uh, by commentary, uh, co- uh, people making commentary on real estate or writing editorials about what's going on in real estate. Mortgage rates have gone up. Uh, prices have gone up, so this is a natural outcome. That's really not, in my opinion, what has happened here. There's a couple things going on. You know, we we still have uh, a economic recovery in progress, and what's the biggest component of the mortgage market or the real estate market that's missing is the first-time buyer. 
First-time buyers are historically 40% of, uh, of home sales, uh, probably less than 30% right now. And so people then analyze that, and they say, what's causing the first-time buyer to be missing? Has, have young people changed their desire to own a home? Has that changed? Not really. Uh, we've seen young people's participation in home ownership be at this level before. In fact, in 1994, it was at this level. It tracks economics. In other words, if you're a first-time buyer, you are more dependent on job security and economic optimism than anybody else. People in middle age or older have equity. They have biz- They have assets. They have capital. First-time buyers typically don't. First-time buyers are betting on the fact that they have a good job and they're going to keep that job. And so, until you get economic, you get an economic recovery to the point where consumer confidence is back up around 100, and it's about 82 right now. Until you get to that point, the first-time buyer is going to be reluctant to step out and take a mortgage. So you got the first-time buyer missing. Uh, you still have excess uh, vacancy, homeowner vacancy. We we overbuilt. We haven't quite absorbed all that yet. Uh, homeowner vacancy is still about 2.1% of all living units. It needs to get down to about 1.7%. We had a big change in the last couple of years as investors have come in and bought homes, but we still have a little bit of excess supply in certain markets. And, and the markets are probably where you're having the most profound impact right now are Las Vegas, Phoenix. These markets that accelerated really rapidly last year because of investor interest, they have stalled out. So that's going on. Um, you still have a consumer who is fairly highly leveraged. The average American consumer has refinanced their debt, so their debt service is way down. It's actually a point, best point it's been in 30 years. But they still have, on average, 100% of annual income in debt. It will take a while for the consumer feels confident again. It's coming, but it's probably still a year, year and a half out. What will cause it will be a significant improvement in the economy, economy on a sustained level. There are some good things happening in the economy. I I think it will happen, but I think it's probably, uh, in my opinion, 18 to 24 months before a normalized housing market. Patrick Stone joining us here on Business Briefing with Economic Insight. You have pointed to 2015 for many years now, well documented on our program here. Um, Any concern about that now? 18 to 24 months would put us past 2015. Looks like we have some headwinds maybe in in reaching that goal. You know what's happened, Brian, and maybe has made me a little bit more cautious now than I was, let's say, a year ago, is that we had a pretty rugged winter economically in this country. I think first quarter GDP will probably come in about 1.5%. That's much lower than anybody anticipated six months ago. And there's all the reasons that have been documented for that, you know, weather and this, that, and the other thing. You do have a global slowdown economically going on now. China has slowed down a little bit, Brazil. I mean, you have some, you have some issues that perhaps have impacted us uh, but not stalled our recovery, uh, just slowed it down. So I think the first quarter and the winter uh, made me a little bit more cautious about timing. It's still on track, but it will take a little bit longer. Personally, I think that the second quarter will be uh, 2.5% GDP. Third quarter, better than that. Next year will be a 3% GDP year, 2015. So once you get normal economic recovery, you probably have six months to a year after that before you get a normalized housing market. Patrick Stone, president and CEO of Williston Financial Group and WFG National Title, joining us here on Business Briefing this Easter weekend. And, Pat, I want to talk about the 30-year fixed mortgage. Uh, Our friends at RPM Mortgage have come out with a great 
great product in the jumbo space. It's 15-year. It's actually lower than a 30-year fixed at right under 3%. Very uh, a great product for uh, clients in the jumbo market. i got to ask you, a 30-year fixed, is that a dinosaur now, or will we see that much longer? You know, Brian, this has gotten to be a, a great point of amusement for me and I think quite a few people. And uh, they say that uh, the only thing you learn from history is you don't learn from history. Um, but they, they also say that history repeats itself. And I guess if you've been around long enough, you will remember the 1980s. The absolute mantra in the 1980s was that the 30-year fixed-rate mortgage was dead. You would never see it again. Starting in about 1983 onwards, the, the idea of a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage was absolutely untenable. Uh, nobody would argue for it. Nobody thought you would ever see it again. And that was the birth of the adjustable rates and all the other things that have happened. Um, the other thing that happened in the 1980s is you, everybody was absolutely sure you'd never see mortgage rates under 10% again. Well, here we are 30 years later having the same kind of conversation about the, fixed, the 30-year fixed rate mortgage. Um, I don't think it is dead. I do think that there will be more variations offered in the market. Uh, that is a logical outgrowth of what has occurred. I do think you'll see more adjustable rate mortgages. I think you will see other permeations and, and uh, flexibility in mortgage lending. I also think there's something interesting going on with the American consumer that probably doesn't get enough credit, and that is that the American consumer is becoming aware of the fact that if you have a 30-year fixed rate mortgage, you pay a heck of a lot in interest over those 30 years. And uh, anyone with, uh, that is financial savvy has to take a hard look at that. Uh, and I think that awareness now is probably uh, higher than it's been uh, in, in my lifetime. Uh, you know, that's an assumption on my part, but I do think that's the case. We will have a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. I think we'll have other variations that will be attractive to different, different people. All right, great stuff as always, Pat. We'll talk to you again in Seattle at the Seattle Summit in a couple of weeks. Looking forward to it, Brian. Thank you. And great insight, as always, from our friend Patrick Stone. If you'd like to learn more, visit WFGNationalTitle.com. And a reminder for those of you in the Seattle market, our Seattle Summit coming up on May 1st at the Rainier Club. When we come back, we'll shift gears a bit and talk mortgage financing. Troy Chambers from RPM joins us after the break. 